This podcast is brought to you by NeuroCreative Studio, the number one provider of one-to-one applied neuroscience coaching and development programs designed to enhance your creativity and effectiveness. Find out more at neurocreative.studio. You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. My thing is helping people understand how our brains work so that we can be better and do better in any area of life that's important to us. So as well as bite-sized brain science, I'll be bringing you interviews and advice from experts and guests who specialize in working with entrepreneurs and leaders to help them explore potential, possibilities, and ways to be more effective. And the best bit? We can start right now. Today's episode is for anyone who's podcasting or thinking about it. I'm talking to the multi-award winning host of I Have a Podcast and editor-in-chief of a verified Google News platform for independent podcasters. Over the course of almost a decade at MTV, Vinnie Podestivo has worked with some of the biggest names in entertainment. But rather than work through that extensive list, we talk about why he sees podcasting as such a valuable asset for businesses and some of the strategies this Emmy Award winning media advisor uses to help clients leverage their media and content and make more impact. Vinny, I would, I would love to ask you something. You mentioned earlier about podcasts being something that fractures an economy, which I think is a great term. And I think, you know, we need to get into this idea of what it is and why it is that people would move outside of what they see as maybe their comfort zone or their zone of expertise to launch a podcast. Why, why would anyone do that? Oh yeah, right. Well, well, what a, what a great question, and I think so much of it has to do with the timing of, of of where we're at now. So let me answer that from a business perspective. Uh, the answer and why your accountant tells you <laughs> you should have a podcast <laughs> is because you it's actually intellectual property that you own out of the gate, and there aren't mm-hmm. many forms of creative media, at least especially in the U.S. By the way, when you when you sell a, a TV show in the U.S., the network owns it. And in other territories around the world, other countries, they, that, that assignment is different. In fact, it's actually illegal for the network to own 100% of your content. That's a, but that's a good old American dream here. <laughs> and the, the value of intellectual property, you know, I mean, we, we just saw it skyrocket with the whole NFT conversation. Mm-hmm. We can begin to understand intellect, intellectual property, the, the, the right for us to come up creatively with something that we can execute because of our phones, our desktops, because of technology. Mm-hmm. And out of the gate, it's something that one is uh, a shareable piece mm-hmm. of communication. So like now, now not only, you know, are we relying on our, on maybe our reputation to be what people talk about, but we're, maybe we can give them a podcast episode, a title mm-hmm. and an energy, a, a graphic that explains that further details, you know, that, mm-hmm. un- that underlines the value that you bring in that special field. And I think mm-hmm. that the neatest thing about podcasting is the timing. Yeah, there are a couple of professional podcasters who've been doing it for, you know, 10, 15 years. And it is what that is what they do. But majority of us, even me included, are coming from co- podcasting from a completely different career field. I, I happen mm-hmm. to be coming from t- TV media, which I broadcast couldn't be further from podcasting, by the way. The, the rules are different. I, I know too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been through too much. And I think that's why I'm called to, 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 to make my podcast to help people 
you know, understand and experience what we, what I went through creatively so that you don't have to spend millions of dollars or thousands mm-hmm. of dollars or even single, even a single dollar doing something that, you know, you might not be able to afford. Well, do you know, as you mentioned, the the kind of big media there, I, I learned something really interesting recently. And this was, th- this just goes to show the little bubble that I operate in here with mm-hmm. this podcast, because I had absolutely no idea how involved the mainstream media were in podcasting. Mm-hmm. And here, at least in the UK and Ireland, podcasting does seem to be a new extension to more traditional um, broadcasters like BBC or RTE or independent media and so on. Um, so what I was seeing was that um, an awful lot of the uh, the podcasts that were being mentioned um, at this event actually were, you know, the, the, it was as though the limited space for creativity in the traditional media that we'd had before, which created a very competitive environment in the media, it was now massively and infinitely extended and there was room for everybody to bring that creativity um, in their own preferred form or their own preferred style. And it was actually really beautiful. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a rise in familiar brand names in what I used to think were the good old fashioned podcast awards, you know, just us Mm. potties, just us, (laughs) just us podcasters hanging out, you know, the geeks of audio, you know, who are we just super communicators, but uh, then I see Disney and Verizon and Paramount, like you're saying, these big players. Mm-hmm. Now, look, most broadcast networks are publicly owned companies, right? So mm-hmm. there's there's already an inherent interest for them to, to, to perform well on the stock market mm-hmm. because there's a multiple group of people who are invested in that. And then it's a weird cycle because it's it's built on advertising, which ultimately means that we have to purchase in between you know, shows, so to speak. Podcasting has the ability, if broadcasting, you know, is nationwide, podcasting is is narrow casting. Social Mm -hmm. casting is narrow casting. And I think that there's a a place in the future for podcasts to live in the broadcast system, like Mm -hmm. to be watching Bravo or or like some uh, 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 CB, you know, to be watching your favorite news network Mm -hmm. and then subscribe to your favorite news podcast or your favorite true crime, you know, a cable Mm -hmm. network and then your favorite true crime and and not have any affiliation Mm -hmm. between the two properties. I think that's what it's going to take for television to survive as a, you know, as a tool is to continue doing what it does best. It's a hub. It's a video hub and an audio hub. And and television, and I love this word fracture, I'll use it a couple of times. Television fractures demographics in a, in a, in a wonderful way. And I, I love that about MTV for some reason in the beginning where, mm-hmm. where you could have the television on and not be in the room. And, and if it was MTV, you kind of knew what was on TV. You didn't need to be in the room to know what was actually happening on television. And, and to be really honest, I think a lot of podcasters, especially long form podcasts where it's two or three static cameras, not too much mm-hmm. B-roll, you know, not nothing. Just I'm talking about a good old-fashioned video, locked video uh, podcast uh, like you see on long, long-form programming, Spotify, YouTube. That, that That's meant for television. That's, that's congregation. People don't have to be in the television room to be understanding what's happening, you know, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But when they do, they have a moment to come together. Yeah. And there's just freedom. It's just a lot of freedom. And you own it. Again, I can't I get yeah. a kick out of it, you know? <laughs> I think I think this actually is what we'll come back to again and again in this conversation at least. 
Um, this idea of creating that intellectual property, which then becomes a resource for your business. And that yeah. really is the advantage for a lot of independent podcasters who want to tell their business story, demonstrate their business skills, connect with potential clients even perhaps. So w- what is it that, um, I mean, if I've missed anything there or, you know, if there's anything more subtle about those kind of headline things, what is it that you would um, say people should be looking at and thinking about when they when they start that podcast? Uh, uh, what makes them different? Differentiation, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, other, uh, you know, sometimes being different allows you to be more impactful to a leading voice. Like maybe sometimes I'll I'll, I'll look at a market if I as a podcaster. I thought, how how am I going to come in as a podcaster and make an impact? What I didn't want to do is sort of struggle episode or, or even jump episode to episode, meeting awesome creators and finding out they're fantastic because other people were doing that already. Mm-hmm. I thought, hey, I had a pretty unique journey. What if I just stick to like the same 10, 15 people that I've been creating with forever that, you know, names like Mandy Moore, name, names that people, you know, around the world might understand or connect with. And just focus back on that because that that would be a really unique journey that I can explain, not in generalities, because mm-hmm. oftentimes in 60 minutes, 45 minutes, we barely have time to, you know, really s- scratch the surface. But here I could do more than scratch the surface. No pleasantries. We're just mm-hmm. friends talking about what did we do? And then you got <laughs> yeah. the phone call and then remember that? And then remember the facts? Remember having to wait at the hotel? And, the, and it's just this, it's this idea of process. And, and yeah. instead of having to understand everyone's process, what I try to do in my podcast is go back and relive mine. It's a very therapeutic <laughs> in nature, for sure. <laughs> Cheaper than canceling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm a creator, you know, I make content, so it helps. <laughs> exactly. And and obviously there's a long uh, background there and a lot of experience. And I mean, you, you now seem to be at a, a new page, but you were at, I guess the first page with uh, MTV as well. So what are the transferable skills, if you like, that yeah. you picked up and brought with you and are now helping um, to deploy in, in podcasting? Meeting people that you don't know. Like I, I got my break at MTV, uh, you know, organ- I was organized. I knew databases. I knew spreadsheets. Uh, I knew how to connect with people and stay in touch with them and be responsible for communicating with them. Every single piece of that is what I think helps me do what I do at the speed of what I do because I, I'm innately doing those. Those are like skill sets that are built into my rapport, mm. which is really nice. It took a long time to get there. I'm not going to lie, but the re- I see I saw the results. I know I know how hard it is sometimes to show up and not have an answer, but sometimes all people want from me is access, not answers. Mm. Um, not allowing my success to hinge so much on a single show or moment or decision that I may or may not have even truly honestly been a, (laughs) been a part of, Mm. but I give that part up to the collaboration. You know, I trust, I trust in the people that I work with implicitly. I don't question their, their goals after I've decided to already work with them. Like I create boundaries and there's a, there's sort of like this like atmospheric space where we hang out for a little bit, and then when you're finally you know on on my on, in my atmosphere and space, I've I've let you in and you have full reign and full access. Mm-hmm. And with that comes 
all my resources become your resources and and we create something that hasn't created been created before. Fortitude is important to artists. Yes. You know, Frank Sinatra, I go back to my grandma, Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. You know, fortitude is important for artists. And I think that for storytellers, it's equally so. Mm. Uh, as storytellers, I think, we, unfortunately, most of us are the types of people that get our hands, have to get our hands burned on the oven to find out that it's hot. We don't just, we don't just trust that it's hot and we shouldn't touch it. We got to experience it for ourselves for what, so that someone else doesn't have to, mm. you know. Um, uh, the ego can be, you know, uh, the ego creeps in at, at crazy times, especially when you think you've got it in check. Um, being focused on long-term goals helps keep the ego in check. I always sort of throw the words now or later. Yeah. So what is a long-term goal for podcasting? Because uh, I understand that not many of them actually make it past the first six months, let alone much further than that. So how long do people have to give it? uh, Well, I mean, uh, it's it's relative. I think that if you look at the influx of podcasters, most of us have come to podcasting, say, within the last five years, maybe a majority of us, even within the last three years, you know, since the pandemic and the boom of podcasts and and equipment has happened. I, I think podcasting is a long term game. I think podcasting for me supersedes social media. It is my narrative. It is like mm-hmm. my through line. Social media and everything, that's like the feathers and the fluff and the, the the way that I get to be creative about the facts that and the values that are actually like governing my life and that I, I'm that are that are part of my output, you know, my mm-hmm. the alchemy of what I'm creating. And I'm I'm for me, I'm using my my podcast that way. Uh long term though. So I'm I'm uh, I spend about 10 hours a week, to be honest, being a guest on podcasts. I spent 20 hours a week of my entire life auditioning people for no reason other than just to meet them when I was at MTV. And that worked out for me. So I'm kind of doing the same thing, except except you are the producer and I'm the collaborator. And this is a new seat for me. And it's exciting (laughs) to get to speak up, you know, in television I didn't have a voice. Like I literally, like literally edited my voice out of casting tapes and just let the celebrity, you know, the, the present the whoever it was that that person's voice. And podcasting, you know, I, I have a voice. I, I love this art form. This is yeah. this is something that wasn't around, and it and it wasn't recorded the way that it's being. You know, the, it used to have to go to a studio and radio studio or some some place where there was like equipment and it just didn't feel intimate. You know, you, you said something there a minute ago that um, reminded me of a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years. And it's this idea of having a voice. And that can be really intimidating for people um, to actually, I mean, say somebody decides that strategically, yes, having a podcast is a great move for me, for my business. And I want to do this. Um, but, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say and who's going to want to listen? Um, so what is it when you are working with someone and you're building a brand with them and you're building that presence? Um, how, how do people come through that? Uh, it's such an individual process. It, mm. it really depends on the goal. Um, but that's probably where it starts. It starts with a dinner and us talking about 30 years from now. What, mm. what are we doing today that has impacted 30, 40 years from now where What's the, what beyond, and I never use the word legacy. 
as we said, I didn't feel like I had a voice. I felt heard, mm-hmm. but I was using other people's voice. And mm-hmm. and I saw that, you know, and in 2006, I helped a podcast become a broadcast TV show. And, and that was my first experience with podcasting. 17 years later, it's taken me to get into podcasting. It's, um, and, and, and here's, the, and here's another thing. Let's just talk about podcasters because podcasters mm-hmm. could be podcast hosts or guests. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually have a really fun strategy. If you, if you are in between and you don't know if you really want to be a podcast host, be a podcast guest. And here's a little strategy for you. Be really nice and considerate and collaborative during the process and maybe ask the host afterwards if after they air your episode, if they would like to give you that audio file so that you could air it on your podcast, because maybe your audience can be exposed to them on your podcast and then they'll go find them. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a way to collaborate with people beyond just the recording of the podcast. Yeah. And, and there's, there's some, and then there's, you know, there's ad swapping. There's some other fun ways as podcasters, we're learning how to really support each other. Um, but, but by having the podcast, you give the future consumer, client, you know, person person that's con- taking your consumer products, mm-hmm. and you're giving them an option to share, mm-hmm. to share their experience listening, to share the podcast in a way that's almost shareable on all platforms. And and sharing is the, how do you say, the key trick <laughs> to discovery, mm-hmm. right? You can have exposure without sharing, that's entertainment, but exposure with sharing is discovery. And that that's where you're able to start converting eyeballs into audiences and, and ultimately audiences into communities and, and sharing is what enables that sharing, sharing story, sharing merch, sharing interests, sharing content, mm-hmm. sharing uh, contacts, network, networking, sharing, like that's the ultimate sharing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the power of podcasting right now. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I mean, this is some, this is a conversation that I have with people quite regularly is about the, networking aspect of um, podcasting, which I don't think people really take into account how strong it is as a networking tool. You know, when you start, you might you might be thinking, right, okay, I need to have content for people to consume if they want to find out about me or my business. I need to have, you know, again, that expertise demonstrated or whatever it is. But I don't think people necessarily take into account how many people you can make connections with and how um, genuine and strong those connections can be as well. Yeah. And, and, and it's a great form of social proof. Um, mm. How many times have you purchased something on social media? How many times have you followed a new account on social media because you saw one of your friends was following them? How many times, you know, did you purchase a, a, a mo- something because you saw a familiar person purchase it? And they, so imagine in the future when being on podcasts, is the mm. level of social proof that it takes beyond the follow because we know how thin that simple follow can be. The, the fickle follow. <laughs> right, the fickle follow. But imagine the the power and being like, oh, yeah, did you hear them on my cousin's podcast? This is literally what it will turn. Actually, you want to know how it's going to go in TV? Oh, they were on my daughter's podcast. They must be great. Let's cast them. Let's go ahead and cast them. Let's get them. And here, let's get that legal expert in on the show. My daughter loves her podcast. That's yeah. that's the conversation. That's the familiarity that we yeah. have in, in podcasts because they're like creative Play-Doh, as you said, because they can take these forms, uh, have the ability to be discovered, to be exposed, right, in places where you're looking for them. 
There are, are blog aggregators that you might go to a, a, there's a, a website called Q and you go to Q. It's a free account. And you say, I basically want to read blogs about podcast marketing. Mm. Um, and what it does is it gives you 10 blogs, 10 recent blogs about podcast marketing. And then after I'm done reading it, I might even share that to LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. LinkedIn or whatever. What I like doing is getting blogs into that aggregator mm. so that I can, I can help you get discovered. I can help your episode get discovered. I can help your content and the, the goal, the message get discovered without the vanity of your artwork and your guest name and you know, all the other things that we spend so much, the, the music, all the things we spend so much time working on mm-hmm. um, to make that podcast great. And here, here, all I'm doing is taking an, your audio, turning it into a blog, which most of us do anyway, and putting it in an aggregator where people who say, I only have limited time, show me, show me quickly mm-hmm. blogs about this topic and, and yeah. being discovered in a place where you're wanted. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> That's, that's gold dust. Yeah, that's after, you know that's people want the story, right? You know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I found this v- I found the video host for MTV at the InSync concert. I tapped them on the sh- you know they want the the discovery story. Our ego as audience wants that ego. You know, f- be aware of the psychology, uh, uh, building an audience and letting the audience discover you. My mom thinks mm. she found Michael Bublé. She like she feels like she invented him, not even discovered, but invented him. Vincent, I saw him on the Christmas special, and I told all my friends, and I bought, I bought, and I bought everybody the Christmas album for Christmas, and so she bought, she bought his album and shared it, and she shared her experience, and she's part of it now. But they were, they were the perfect pieces to exactly. be discovered, and that matters. That helps. That helps with discovery. It really does. So I guess we, we all have the opportunity mm-hmm. to be our own boobles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, we now have a choice to pick and choose where and how and mm-hmm. when we want to be discovered. We, we can really double down on words and stay narrow and niche and, mm-hmm. and stay ke- keenly focused until time changes. Because I think if anything, we've realized that this industry is getting, this world is getting bigger. The the media industry is getting even bigger than the world is getting bigger and time is Mm -hmm. flying. So um, we've, I think we've all seen so much growth in media that, that the power and creative communication, you know, lies in how you make people feel consistently, not just like the words that, you know, pop up. And Mm. that's the power of podcasting right now. Where, where would you, send people to draw inspiration from yeah uh, their childhood how about that mm. if, if that isn't the honest answer it's really i really mean it you know i was going to go into this whole thing about you know a podcast is an audio file on, on a feed the feed is called an rss which is short for really simple syndication you know we know some tv shows that are syndicated on tv so podcasts are just a, an audio file that's syndicated through a feed right now, that audio file tends to be people interviewing each other. Mm. But in the future, think of it more as a cinema, you know, think of it more, more scripted, mm. um, more exploration, more news. I think in America, George W. Bush was the first president to uh, release the, his, the, the presidential address on podcasting. So um, there are short, there just like just like television, there are our holiday series and 
there are mini series and and there are the ultimate guide to and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are episodics and weeklies and and uh, you know there are so many shapes and forms that podcasting will continue to shape right now i think because we all really love the social element of it to be really honest the connection mm-hmm. piece of what of what happened in as as storytellers we sought to collaborate and share our stories I think the next wave, you know, if if we're coming out of influencers into creators, then I mm-hmm. think the next wave might be editors, curators. So I think there's the power in editing that mm-hmm. that we are about to understand and and that's why I love podcasters to be blunt because you edit. You you make sure that not only do we have a great space to be able to be the best us, but that your audience is truly getting pure value. And part of that, part of that editing, whether it be snipping c- clips or focusing a conversation, is active and uh, mm-hmm. it's powerful. I call I call my podcast. I have a podcast because I thought it would be cool if I could just identify podcasters because like we're we we create and we research and we understand and we publish. There's a lot of muscle memory to that type of output, and I think that in the future. We should all be so lucky to have that sort of skill set where we can connect at scale if we want to through intellectual property that we own, that we have rights to. Mm, I, I will have to make a confession here and say I do not edit. I have a wonderful editor who edits. Yes. And I can guarantee you without him, this podcast would not happen. <laughs> Shout out. I'm tipping my hat. <laughs> yeah. So I um, would love to just check in and make sure that when people want to find out more about what you're doing, that they will know where to go. So where is that? Oh, yeah. VPE.TV. So five letters. VPE, Victor Paul Edward, uh, .TV. And that's where I have a list of, uh, of uh, over 100 awards worthy of winning um, creator uh, platforms that pay out uh, how to get your podcast on IMDb and get and give credit so that Google recognizes all the moves you're making. So all, all that there. That sounds amazing. I meant to ask you about that, actually. We'll maybe do that at the other side of this. So, Vinny, it has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing so much with us in such a short space of time. And uh, look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you. Yes, again. You're still here? Great. Look, I know there's a lot to choose from out there. So thanks for flying with Ambition Incubator Airlines. And I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. Seriously, though, thank you for tuning in. My guests and I love hearing about what inspires you on the show and what advice has made a difference in your life or work and what you'd like more of. So get in touch. If you want to know about my other work, head over to ambitionincubator.com for details. And don't forget to hit subscribe for more great interviews, advice and bite-sized brain science every week. 